Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. This episode is sponsored by The Art of Pinning, a self-paced Pinterest class for wedding and lifestyle photographers. If you are having a hard time driving traffic into your website or SEO is overwhelming you or the people that are visiting your website are not the kind of visitors, aka they're not converting into clients, then this class is for you. You can find more information at www.thetalkrepublic.com forward slash Pinterest or just follow the link in the notes. Now, enjoy this episode. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of The Talk with Public. I am Carolina Gusik, your host, and today we have a fantastic guest that is going to give us some good tips. I'm super excited. Shannon, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing so good and very excited to be here. Ah, Thank you so much for your patience. You are the absolute best is the only thing I have to say. (laughs) Listen, we all get busy and life gets in the way and clients just keep asking questions and what are you going to do? Oh my God. By the way, for give you a little bit of context, if you're listening to this, I was late, like really late for our meeting. So she's here and we're good and we're going to start right now. So Shannon, what about you introduce yourself? You tell us what do you do? Sure. So my name is Shannon Tarrant and I own a Central Florida wedding resource called the Wedding Venue Map. We connect engaged couples to who just started their wedding planning process to venues and vendors and really give them that opportunity to find the perfect wedding venue sorting through 45 different criteria. And we host networking events for our members and you know, building referrals and all of that. And I speak at a lot of great conferences like Wedding MBA and NACE Experience and just love to be able to share tips so that we can all grow our businesses. Oh, I love this. And is this, is your company nationwide or what? how does it work? No, we're only, we're hyper local focused only here in Central Florida. Good. Awesome. So really important that you mentioned that you help connect engaged couples with venues and vendors. What is the mm-hmm. first vendor that a couple hires? Yeah, I mean, I would say that in the top two, and it's the majority would be venue in our market and most of the United States, but the second would be bridal salons. Sometimes they go and start trying on dresses when they haven't picked a venue yet. Mm-hmm. That's probably closer to like 20%, but uh, I mean, only about 5% of our market hires a planner before they hire the venue, but venue is the very first stop. There you go. And I keep saying this, people, friends, photographers, you need to have a list of the favorite venues in your city, in your blog post, because that's the first thing they're looking for. So you need to start planting those seeds early on in their journey. Yeah, I think heavy focus, when you have that focus on within your website on venue, and you as photographers or vendors have worked at all of these spaces. And so building that relationship, which we'll talk a lot about today, but you should 100% build a blog post or even an entire page within the website just focused on your local venues. Absolutely. So this is kind of like a 
I don't even know what the right word is, but like people really focus on getting on vendor lists, right? Well, let me back this up. Photographers want to really be with the planner. They want to be in the little black book. They really focus their energy in the planner. And I had an interview before uh, and I can't remember the guest, but I remember what, what they say. That was like, planners yeah. can only have 20 weddings per year, 20, 25, but venues can have a hundred weddings per year. So you will be better off getting onto a vendor list than obviously a planner. I mean, you'd be the best being in every single list that you can, but like, right, of course, being, being in that vendor list should really be a priority. So how yeah. can we cultivate those relationships? Well, when we originally said that this was what we were going to talk about today, I was really excited about it because even just last week, we hosted a networking event and it was a panel of five venues and mm -hmm. they were spilling their guts about all of the things that you can do to build a good relationship. And so right straight from the mouth of venues, I'm going to give you just the overall to start that there were really three things that were consistent between every answer. Mm -hmm. And the first thing, is you just need to be the best at what you do and make sure that you're taking exceptional care of the client. So mm -hmm. responding to emails in time, petting and loving, great customer service. I mean, they gave a lot of detailed responses about that, but overall that was really the focus was on being awesome at customer service and taking care of the client itself, the couple getting married. I love that because I feel like a lot of people, they overlook the client customer service and they're like, I just want to be on the venue. I want to be on this list. But I'm like, well, you need to start at home. Like, are you being good yeah. with the people that you already have before you start thinking yeah. about the future clients? Are you being the best you can be for those people that already paid you and hire you? Once you have that mm -hmm. nailed down, then, you know, let's start exploring how we're going to grow this business, right? Yes. Yeah. Because if you don't have your systems in place for that stuff on how you're going to respond quickly or get them the information they want and make sure that you're touching base with them, you don't just book them eight months out and then never talk to them again until 30 days before. That's not the kind of vendor or photographer that a venue wants to partner with. And remember, vendors, we talk amongst ourselves. So if you are being or you have a bad kind of like client experience, the couple is going to say that to the venue, most especially mm -hmm. if somehow they recommended you, absolutely, they're going to pass on that information. Absolutely, they'll know. And that kind of like circles around to number two that they shared overall was that the vendors need to be grateful. And I know <laughs> this sounds like crazy. It's about that the venues you know, really the venues can feed you, feed you and feed your family. That's what it comes down to. A good venue relationship could send you anywhere from 10 to 40 weddings a year. When I worked at a venue, there was one DJ that we had a conversation. We were a high volume venue. We did 150 weddings a year. They were doing about 40 of them at almost $3,000 a pop. Like it was 120,000 in business from just our one venue. So I think overall the venues were frustrated a lot that the vendors, it's not that it's always about, are you financially giving me kickbacks or things like that, but it's an air of being grateful, saying thank you when you get the referral and building a relationship. How can I give back and how can I support you and the venue in a way that it feels mutually beneficial? 
this is so important. And I think that a lot of people focus on the financial thing, like, oh, they just want a financial kickback. And I have been in business for 12 years, photographing weddings. Not once I myself have been asked for, you know, financial kickback. Maybe I'm Mm -hmm. lucky, whatever. But what I do is I make sure that I take really good photos of the event that I can share with my, with, with the vendor team, right? Good, good pictures of the spaces. What you mentioned about being grateful, and maybe this is like my pet peeve, but like, for me, that is really most important of all, like a little thank you. And I do send a thank you email, not when I book the client, because sometimes I don't book them. But when I receive the inquiry, like, hey, thank you so much for sending, you know, so-and-so my way, I'll keep you posted, but I'm super grateful that you thought of me for their event. That's, yeah. and, and that's all I want also as a photographer, because I also, you know, as photographers, we get to refer a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. The makeup artists, even at wedding planners. All I want is like a little acknowledgement that I thought about them. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, like I said, it's not always financial. Every market is completely different. I'm in Central Florida and we're not really the kind of market that it's dollars for dollars and other markets like Miami is very financial based. It's about what percentage are you going to give me for the referral? So every market is so completely different from that. But I think it's making sure you, number one, understand the market that you're in. And if that is a standard policy, because sometimes I'll see, especially photographers, they'll move from one market to our market. And they'll run around to the venues being like, I'll give you 500, I'll give you 400. And in our market, that's kind of gross. Like that is not, it's frowned upon. And so, but from their market, it's a standard. So I think it's understanding and really thinking outside the box. What are some creative ways you can say thank you? Show up and give back to to those headshots for the, you know, for the team at the the venue. They love that. Headshots, family photos, like getting them a three image sneak peek. One of the venues mentioned when she was on the panel, she said, well, you know, if we had one photographer that they were such so great to work with leading up to it, they were awesome on the event day. And then within 24 hours, she sent me three images for us to post on our Instagram stories that were like edited just three. And she said, I immediately put her on the list because it was something that no one else really had done in the past for that venue. And the overall experience was great, but they set themselves apart. Mm, So you just mentioned we quote, we just put her on the list. Let's yes. talk about this because that's where you know yeah. that's where where it matters. How could we get on a list? Obviously, as you mentioned, you know we need to be good with the venue. We need to provide right. things that they might need. But is it okay to like literally ask, like, "Hey, could I be on your list?" Or do you think that's too abrasive? I I think the venues maybe receive that a little bit more abrasive. Okay. It's about dating, right? And we're not just <laughs> trying to jump in bed together because we don't even know each other. I don't know how you work, what you do. So as in the years I worked at a venue, on average, I got five to eight emails per week from some vendor in some category saying, hey, can I get on your list? Mm. And I think sometimes you know, you're approaching the venue from that direction is you're thinking it's you, but my job at the venue was also marketing and selling and taking care of our couples. And so I don't have time for 7,000 vendors. So I do think that the reach out, I always recommend vendors. If your market has in-person networking events, I think in-person networking events are an amazing way to 
you meet a venue and you're just having a casual conversation and, you know, and all of a sudden they're like, Oh, I really like you. And be like, I would love to come out for a tour and see your space. So that's number one. I think going, getting FaceTime Mm. is huge, is huge for people. I think number two is photographers. You guys have like a secret arsenal and it's called your camera. Mm. So (laughs) go to the venue, bring your camera, go. If let's say it's a hotel, right? I worked at a, a beautiful golf resort. Once a photographer came out, didn't book an appointment, didn't book a time. I never knew they were there. They showed up at the resort, again, open to the public, different situation, not mm-hmm. like privately owned on, on private property, but took a bunch of amazing photos, edited them, sent them over to me with the email introduction and said, hey, your resort is gorgeous. I was out there last week. I, here, I've attached some photos and they were stunning. And I'm like, who is this? So I think, or when you come for a tour, and you're trying to build that relationship, right? You're on the date. So you're like trying to woo them a little mm-hmm. bit, bring your camera, show them what your photography and edit style and your eye in their space would look like. So important. So stop just sending cool emails. This is a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think, okay, I will say a few times in my career, I've gotten some awesome cold emails and but they came from a place where that email was never about put me on your list it was a let me introduce myself mm-hmm. it was written in a way that was copywriting was beautiful it was very creative outside the box what makes them different and you know here's a link to my social media my website about page and if it makes sense i would love to continue the conversation but the email wasn't a like hi i'm a photographer this is what i do check out my website can i be on your list mm-hmm. So you really have to like work a little harder than just the flat out. Can you put me on your list? Why would you, would you as a photographer put a planner or a DJ or a caterer that you've never worked with? Would you put them on your list? Nope. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, it makes no why sense, would the venue, right? Yeah. So why would the venue do that for you? I think, I mean, I love being a photographer, but I think that sometimes we think very highly of ourselves. <laughs> just have True to like, story. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, friends. True story. True story. <laughs> I guess as a photographer, I can say that. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, I think sometimes. But it is. And, but I also think photography is one of the most saturated categories. Like it just in every single market, there's more photographers, I think, than any single category. So while you may think you're the best at what you do, if you don't really have a USP, like a unique selling proposition, if you don't know what makes you different and what your style is or why they should refer you over someone else. If you don't approach the venue with what makes you different and unique, then there might already be a full list where you don't fit in because Mm -hmm. you don't bring something different and unique to the table. I have to be honest and say that all the venues that I am in on the list, is that correct English? Anyways, you you guys know what I'm saying. Um, It's been obviously because I deliver good images and all that, but it came down really to my personality like personal connection right people are like we really enjoy working with you we really enjoy when we see you at networking events and we think that this couple is going to be really good for you and then therefore they're just like it's easier for us just to put you on the list so that for me has been like my I don't know my the way that I approach it I didn't go actually asking to be on list Right. It just happened because I have built a, a friendship or a relationship with like the people at the venues. Yeah. When the venue knows who you are and knows about you, I, 
you know, it could be a million different reasons. The venue I worked at, we, I know people are shocked when I say this, but I had 22 photographers on my vendor list. That's but cute. I know, <laughs> but let me, but we were really focused on, we wanted to make sure we had photographers of every price point plenty in the average category, a few that were maybe would define more luxury in mm -hmm. our market and a few that were on the less expensive price point. And then within each of those categories, there's different edit styles, light and airy, dark and moody, true to color, all of those things. And so if one of our couples said, hey, photography is the least important thing to us. We're just going to go find somebody on Craigslist. I'd be like, oh God, stop. We have a few photographers that do a really great job and they're more budget friendly. Mm -hmm. And I would then only work with them to send them that list. And so I think as a photographer, making sure that with the venue or, or outside of price, sometimes it's personality fit, like you said, mm -hmm. it's about saying, oh my God, you are, that photographer is super nerdy and they geek out on all the same Marvel, Star Wars, what, like, oh my God, they're your people. Mm -hmm. Go talk to those people. But if you haven't done the dating to build the relationship before you get married on that list, it's that how can they be a good referral source for you? Absolutely. What would you say to photographers that get maybe discouraged? They're like, oh, I tried to get on the list and they didn't put me. I think it's about effort and timing. Okay. And so most of the time they'll say, well, I reached out to them and I never heard back. Well, it's the same thing. You have to follow up with your leads. You can't be annoying and obnoxious and say, but I do think it's making sure you're talking to the right person because at the venue I worked at, everybody always called me and I wasn't the right person. Our <laughs> event coordinator, I was sales, but someone else took it after that point. So they'd always come to me trying to build the relationship, which was great. But then I would say to my coordinator, hey, you should meet this photographer. And she'd be like, meh, I'm good. So making sure you're hitting the right person. And it's all about timing. If you start reaching out to them when your slower season for events might be a big booking season for, so sometimes, especially I'm in Florida, so it's opposite here, but especially mm -hmm. January, February up North might be a slower season for having events. So it's good for you to go out to all the venues, but the venues are in engagement season. Mm -hmm. So they're super busy booking. So I think it's about don't give up, but maybe also utilize the network that you have or should be building. If you see someone else pay attention on Instagram and social media. If you see someone else working at that venue all the time and tagging that venue all the time, reach out to them and be like, hey, listen, do you think you could help knock on the door and open the door for me to at least connect and talk to them? So don't just give up. Don't be annoying, but don't give up. I like this. What are some of the, I mean, you kind of mentioned some, but like the no-nos, things that are like, definitely do not do this. Yeah. Don't show up on wedding day and be a diva. If you're a photographer and you've never been to that venue before, don't on wedding day be like, I need all this extra time to figure out where I'm shooting. You should come out in advance and, you know, look different and set yourself apart. So that's a, and remember that it's a team on wedding day. It, your timing as a photographer affects everything. So if you overshoot during cocktail hour, you're now affecting food quality for the caterer. Like every move you make on that day. So I really think the big no-no is making sure you remember that you're part of the team of vendors that day. It's not only about you. And I, I hate to say it, but photographers are the worst. I know, I know. I, I mean, I, I mean, because you want to get the shot. Yeah, I'm very strict with my time because I, I understand team effort. And, and I also, when I plan my own timelines, I give plenty of buffer time, right? 
I yeah. don't like to be rushed, but I also know that things might run late. So I just give buffer time. Maybe that's why venues like to work with me because they're like, they know that I, that I'm delivered right on the money and that I'm yeah. not going to, you know, have a cold meal because I run late or something like that. So that is yeah, really important. I, that's a great tip. Yeah. I worked with a photographer once. We're not naming names, but <laughs> I would, if she was shooting, I'd say, they, she'd say, oh, can we get in the golf cart and go take pictures? And I was like, no. She was like, why? I'm like, because you don't get them back in time. She would tell them, don't get back in the cart. If we get in the cart, she's going to drive us back. Like she would tell them that. And I'm like, all of your guests are annoyed at your reception right now. Cause you're taking too long. Like of we got to go, like we got to keep it moving. And so that when a couple would say to me, what about such and such photographer? She took the most epic images, but I'd be like, we choose to not refer that vendor. Mm. I would just tell them no. Like we don't, we choose to not work with that vendor. If you hire her, it's on you, but like, it's we'll not a good, it's, yes, it's not a good flow for the day. And I think the other thing to avoid, and this is, I know this is very hot topic for photographers. Oh, I love a sharing, hot take. <laughs> it's about sharing images. I know. I know you own the copyright. I know a bunch of crappy vendors don't tag you right. So you don't always get credit for the things you share, but at the end of the day, if sharing the images back with the venue and the planner, okay, so they forgot to tag you on Instagram, so you didn't get credit on the Instagram post. But at the end of the day, if you can share images in a timely fashion without them having to ask you for them, it is such an immediate way to build that relationship really quickly and don't listen sometimes people just forget to tag things or they rush it it's not okay we should all do better but if you're sharing the images to build a relationship with the venue more than worrying about did you get tagged I think that a big thing to avoid is not giving the venue the images mm. like that's super key I see that. That's I always say uh, the day of the wedding, when I come home, I always send an email to the couple reminding them when their gallery is going to be ready, because I'm sure they mm -hmm. don't remember the contract they signed, you know, 12 months ago. Yep. I also sent an email to all the vendors saying thank you, you know, thanking them for like a great wedding. It was a great team effort. And then I mentioned within that email that if the couple allows for me to share the images, they should expect to receive a gallery in four, five, six weeks, you know, I put yeah. a time on it. Um, and it works really well because then expectations are set, right? Now they know that yep. within about six weeks, if the couple allows, they're going to get images and it works great on my end. And then obviously when I send that email, uh, I kind of, I mean, I tell them nicely, like, oh, here are some steps to follow when you post the images. So like, I'm kind of, of reminding them of like, yes. hey, give me a tag. But I also think yeah. that, that sending that email Maybe, you know, like you don't know the headspace where somebody else at, and maybe they don't do it maliciously, right? No tag news. Like maybe they're like, oh, my assistant never, you know, that's what we do. Yeah. But if you send an email that is polite and be like, hey, by the way, these are, you know, some steps to follow. In my case, it has worked great every single time. Yeah, I think it's good too. We have a florist in town who she is the cutest because she does it, says it the same every time. If you like post a picture and it's her bouquet, she doesn't like send you a nasty DM or text you. She just comments and is like, we loved making that bouquet. And we're all like, oh crap, we forgot to tag her. Like it's it's passive aggressive. A <laughs> I, I, bit, I love a cute passive aggressive. <laughs> it is, but it, it honestly, it doesn't look bad to the client. It's not rude. And I'm like, oh my God, so sorry. I I don't even have to comment back. I just immediately add the tag. Correct. And so, 
you know, sometimes it's just, we didn't know. And all the way through another really great thing that came from the conversations we had last week were that sometimes you don't know when you've done something wrong at the venue. Mm, So maybe, or maybe you're a photographer that has a big team of associates. Mm -hmm. And so I always suggest that after every wedding, to send an email to the venue or whoever your point point person is to say, I really enjoyed working there. So-and-so on the team, the captain, the the guy setting up the chairs, name somebody by name was such a joy to work with. If you have any feedback for us, good, bad, ugly, anything we could do different, better, whatever, we would love to hear it. The amount of times that someone has ever sent that email to me is three in the 10 years I worked at the venue, three times. And all three times I had negative feedback to give them that could have potentially removed them from the vendor list. Oh, And it was something they didn't even know they did. Like for Maybe example? A- yeah. So um, one time it was a cake company and their delivery person showed up an hour and a half early and nothing was set. And then he was a diva on site. Okay. It wasn't the cake baker. It wasn't the owner. It wasn't the, or, you know, a photographer who's like blowing up the catering manager that day because they have no idea where anyone is. They've never Mm -hmm. worked there before. The, our venue team invited them to come out for a tour. They said, no, we don't need to, we'll be fine. And so on that day, they were calling and texting everybody being like, I can't figure out what room the groom is. I can't, we were a huge hotel, you know? So it was, they, they had no idea. And it was just kind of like, you chose to not come out. And then on event day, you stressed everybody out. We wouldn't have said anything, but. But if they're asking for the feedback now. Right. I'm more likely, but you've got to say like, we love working with you. It was so great, but is there anything we could have done different or better? And if you open the door, I'm usually going to walk through it and be honest and say, mm-hmm. you know what, since you asked, but uh, I've seen people get removed for vendor lists for all, from a lot less and you don't even know you're not even on the list anymore. Correct. How often do you, uh, as you know, used to work in hotels and all that, how often yeah. do you, do you check your, your vendor list and be like, you know what, I no longer enjoy this. Let me remove this person. How do you do that? Yeah, I think it's usually case by case or need. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's the clients and the couples are asking for something that we don't have, or they're saying, well, everybody you gave me on the list isn't available. And, you know, with wedding boom, and everybody's so booked, it, it became, it's usually first based on need being like, okay, we might need to add another caterer, we might need to add someone different. So that's why when I say timing and staying top of mind and showing up and showing face is key, because you could have reached out to them seven months ago, and they didn't need anyone new, but now they do. So Mm. how do you do you do for your business, a monthly newsletter full of tips? Mm. Like, how do you stay top of mind with the venues that that's like a B2B newsletter, not the couples, but something that's more like business to business? How do you stay top of mind with them? But outside of that, I do think that most of the time when it hits whatever slow season is in your market, when the venues have a little bit more time, they'll sit down and evaluate and say, you know, do we need more? Who needs to come off? Or it's usually because of a bad experience. Mm, That's true. They're like, oh, and maybe they take someone off and say, who do we fill the spot with? Or maybe they just take them off and roll with it for right now. The same with your own personal list, right? As a photographer, I have a list of preferred vendors that I share with my right. clients. And when I work with somebody that was rude, doesn't have to be rude to me. Like if I see them being rude to the guests or being rude yeah. to people at, you know, other people that is working right. the wedding, 
I'm like, I don't feel like I need to refer this person anymore because even though it has nothing to do with my business, I just don't see or don't enjoy what they're doing. Like I recently uh, worked with a video team that was very difficult and they, they, they were booked thanks to me. They never yeah. say thank you to me. I find out that the day of the wedding. I was like, oh, right. you're here. Great. A thank you email eight months ago would have been great. But anyways, I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm gonna get to, yeah, I want right. to get to work. They were very difficult to work as a team. I was like, what happened to them? Because they weren't like that before. I'm like, what yeah. happened to them? And then as soon as I get home, I went to my list. Bye. And that's mm-hmm. it. And that's why I think it's important to ask too. I mean, in my market, unfortunately, I'm known for the one, the overshare when you guys blow it in some way when a vendor's like, or I was driving down the highway and one of the rental trucks literally flew up behind me, ripped around me. And I mean, I'm not a slow driver, but I'm like, if I'm doing 75, he's in a box truck doing 80 miles an hour. And so I emailed the owner and was like, listen, I don't know who it was. I'm not trying to get him in trouble. But at the end of the day, I would want to know if someone on my team was doing that. And I'll open my mouth unsolicited, but most people <laughs> won't. Most people are just going to keep their mouth shut and not tell anybody. So I do think it's a great way to be able to get that feedback that you might need. Good, 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 good. That's good. Well, you give us really good actionable steps that we can take right after listening to this episode. Once again, this is going to take time. Doesn't mean that you're going to send that lovely email today and then get on a list tomorrow, right? But you give us like actionable steps like networking, visiting the venues, going and take beautiful photos, all those things, and how to behave also on a wedding day to be on the good grace. Um, What are some of the things that you're currently loving? Doesn't have to be wedding related. Um... Well, I'm going to give you one more tip. Oh, give me, sure. I've got one more. So I, somebody did it to me when I worked at a venue and I was like, wow, one of the vendors after the wedding, they were a new vendor after the wedding, they took the time to go online and they wrote Google reviews (gasps) for every single vendor and venue for the venue, the planner, the whatever. They went onto Google and said what a joy it was working with. They like shared their experience of working with them. And as the venue, I walk into work on Monday and I was like, oh my God. Like it's so hard to get reviews from couples. Sometimes we're chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing, but you have the opportunity to set yourself apart by no one is doing that. Like no one takes the time and energy to do it. And it really takes not that much time for you to put it into the workflow. And so I think that is such a great way when I talk about little touches to stay top of mind, you can only write a Google review once it's fine. But I think that's such a great way to stay top of mind. I love it. I'm going to share like my personal experience on this because I think it would have to fall. So with the email that I sent to my vendors, right? Like, thank you. It was great working with you in this wedding. And I make it a little bit more specific for each wedding. At the end, I say, if you have a Google business account, let me know so I can leave you a review. Never happens. Like, I don't know. These people don't have Google reviews. I don't know what happened. But once this person was like, oh my God, obviously, thank you so much. So I went and I wrote this amazing review because I truly love what they were doing, right? I'm like, people need to know about this company. I wrote this review, posted on my account, like on my Google account, I could see the review posted. Right. Right. Again, because this is like my, my love language is like, you know, thank you. Thank, thank you. That's why they never replied. <laughs> so they never replied. And I thought it was really weird. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to do a little follow up to see what happened. So I sent her like a little DM. I'm like, hey, it was great meeting you at the wedding. A couple of weeks ago, I left a review. I know that is a little bit busy. I just want to make sure yeah. that, that you see it. 
she immediately replies. She's like, there is nothing on our end came from you. So I was like, oh my God, wait a minute. So I went to my Google account and like I screenshot it. I'm like, look, it's on my account. Like on my, as a person, I could see the reviews that you have left. Yeah. So I took a screenshot. I sent it to her. She's like, oh my God, this is the most beautiful review. Nothing on our way. So like I went, deleted it, wrote it again. Nothing. Still till today, she cannot see the review. She actually left me a review on my own business too that I cannot see. So yeah, I know Google reviews are very tricky and a lot of people have complained about it that yeah. sometimes reviews don't get posted. So what I would add to this, if you leave a review for a vendor, another, you know, another person that has worked in the wedding, take a screenshot of it and send them like a send little DM too. be like, hey, I just left this review. I just want to make sure that you receive it because sometimes Google reviews can be wonky. So it's been months yes. since she left that review on my account that I cannot see. And still, she cannot see the one that I left on hers. So that's kind of a bummer. But the intention Oh, God, but there, I have another one. Oh, such another good one for you guys. Oh, send it, send it. Specific. Oh, God, so done. So another thing that you probably might not know in the Google business profile or whatever they call it now is that you can add images to someone else's Google profile. Mm -hmm. So you can go into, let's say venue X is the best venue in your town. You shoot there all the time and whatever. You can go into their Google business profile. You can go search them on Google, open their Google business profile. I'm doing this as as you speak. Let me see. You as a photographer can upload images to their Google business profile. And if you're smart, you would drop your logo in the corner of those images so when a couple lands there and starts looking through the images on their Google profile, you can then go in and they'll see your images with your logo on them. So I see, I'm looking at a venue right now and I see there are photos there, but on my end, the only way that I could have add photos is if I leave a review. Okay, hold on. Be- I'll find it. I'm finding it right now. Okay. For you. This is happening time. in real life, people. Stick to us. Yeah, no, we're in yeah, I was like, stay with us. Stay with us. So if, and if we'll put it in the show notes, if I can't figure it out while we're on here, but there's like pictures by owner and then there's pictures all. It might be that you add it to your own you- profile and tag them. I know you can do it in the reviews. That one you should 100% be uploading images in the reviews. I put up images for a review for a venue we hosted a networking event at. One of those images just hit 260,000 views. Wow. From my review. From my review. We're going to put this on the notes because we need to figure out how to do it. Yeah, we'll figure out how to do it. I know you can do it, but this is like, that's huge because then if someone is looking at their stuff, it's like you dropping your own images intentionally to their Instagram. Like, yes. Crazy. This is crazy. Oh, that's the other. Oh, okay. And then I'm done. Oh, then I'm you're done. good. The, so Instagram has a new feature called collaborations. Yes. And if you haven't yet done this, let's say there's a venue that they're not really strong on Instagram and they're not really strong on using their social media. If you let them know in advance, hey, listen, I'm going to make a reel from that wedding. It'll be pretty. And it's just will be a slideshow of images from the wedding. I'm going to invite you to collaborate on it. If you accept the collaboration, then it's a reel that goes on your account also. Mm. What venue is not going to want to refer a photographer that's creating social media content for them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Game changing. That's how you build the relationships. So many amazing tips. I mean, amazing. I think it's going to be one of my favorite podcast episodes. Oh, yay. Yay. Well, let's go back to the thing that you are loving other than giving us amazing tips. 
I right now am this last quarter of the year. I really love goal setting. I really love looking at what did I, what plans did I have for this year? Which ones did I hit? Which ones did I forget that was on the list of goals that I was supposed to work on? But really kind of cleaning that process up. So when December comes around, I can set a really clear plan for next year. So we do a lot of right now with my team, we do a lot of brainstorming or what venues do you want to build a relationship with next year or what new sales funnels do you want to build? So it's good in that last quarter. It's a busy time for events. So I don't get as much doing done as much mm -hmm. as I can kind of do the brain work and the brainstorming so that come December, we can set a really clear goal and plan for the business and for the company next year. So mm -hmm. this is my favorite part, my favorite time this year. <laughs> Love it. And where could people find you? Oh, you, I'm everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you can uh, feel free to take a look at our company, our Instagram, everything at Wedding Venue Map. Again, we're only Central Florida located, but you can kind of get a feel for what we do and how we help connect and build those relationships. Outside of that, I'm on Instagram at The Shannon Experience and Facebook, it's the same thing. I do Facebook Lives and Instagram Lives and things like that, just kind of dropping tips like this to help you guys grow your business. And me and a Brender of mine are launching our own podcast Ooh, within exciting. the next few weeks. Yeah. And so, you know, similar thing, not focused on any one vendor category, but really honing in on what's the topic of the month, a few episodes, and then interviewing an expert. And so it's called, um, are you ready? I'm ready. It's the wedding sassholes. <laughs> And it's called The Wedding Sassholes because I really love well-placed curse words. I'm direct, straight to the point, and we got a lot of sass and a lot of just go get your shit done. And I so, can't wait to listen to one of those episodes. I can tell yeah, it's going to be a good so, one. It'll be out um, at the start of November. If this episode comes out after that, we'll be live already on Apple Podcasts, but you can find us on Instagram, The Wedding Sassholes. Awesome. I'm going to make sure to add all this on the notes of this episode so people can find you easily. Shannon, thank you so much for being here, for your knowledge, for your time, and for your patience. Yes. Well, thank you so much for creating content for vendors to consistently improve. We only get better by learning from each other. Oh, thank you so much. And for all of you that listen all the way to the end, thank you for being here. And until next time, ciao. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.